What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. What's going on, everybody? Super excited to have you guys back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I'm really excited again. I know y'all hear me say that every week, but I I get to interview some extremely interesting and engaging people. And um, I learned a long time ago that whenever you see a successful brand, there's always a story behind it. And I am convinced that people don't do business with you. Simon Sinek said this. People don't do business because of what with you because of what you do, uh, but they do business with you because of why you do it. And I think that that's where this comes in. Uh, in a blog post on HuffPost, HuffPost.com, uh, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question. He says, why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is that that they are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually hardwired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes help us to relate ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories actually bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we are actually living the story. And today we're going to take a trip down memory lane with Lori Wong. She is the CEO and the founder of Reflections of Trinity, located in Powder Springs, Georgia. She's an amazing entrepreneur that's created a way to build a nonprofit that's funded by a for-profit organization that she also created. And I'm going to tell you all something right now. She's amazing. She's got, I'm not going to say hundreds, but it's a whole lot of people that work for her organization. Um, And being there on the ground there in Powder Springs, watching it unfold is something of a field trip. If you are ever in that area, I would encourage you to just take a look, find out about her and what she's doing and just pull up and witness what it looks like to serve people and to love people just because they are God's people. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to put your hands together and welcome to the stage when we all need some help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, my, she, she was a client at first, turned friend, and now she's family. Uh, come on and put your hands together for Lori Wong. Hey, Lori, it's good to, good to, have, you, good to have you in the room. <laughs> What's going on with you? And, uh, absolutely. You, uh, yourself and Sherry are dear friends. Thank you for having me. Listen, Lori, it is such a pleasure to have you. I purposely uh, slated uh, this opportunity for you. Uh, maybe where did you uh, you know, get this entrepreneurial bug? Um, you, you have a heart for ministry in terms of loving God's people. Talk to us a little bit. Take us back to Lori Wong, the little girl. And uh, you, you had some pretty interesting experiences as a child that most kids really don't get a chance to experience. Come on, talk to us. So um, I... Uh, was in a boarding school, uh, started at 10 years old, and um, uh, I was in a convent boarding school. I was raised Catholic, and um, I was there until I was 16. And so I was very influenced by the life of the nuns, and um, they had a, a, a soup kitchen, a very small soup kitchen, that uh, they would operate on a daily basis. And I can remember 
um, sitting in the chapel. And um, if you know anything about a Catholic Mass, uh, it's something that we know by heart because it rarely changes except for the message. <laughs> um, so I found myself daydreaming quite a bit uh, as, a, as a young child and staring out of the window um, to the kitchen, the soup kitchen. And it was just something that uh, was, it just deposited in me. And um, I'm not operating a soup kitchen, but uh, we have a thriving food pantry uh, that serves well over a thousand people today. So I believe the seeds of, uh, of that mission and that passion uh, started right there in that little chapel, that little Catholic chapel, watching the nuns uh, serve the poor from their food kitchen. Lori, it's, it's, um, I, I don't think that God does anything by accident, and, and I don't think it's ironic at all that he gave you an opportunity to see what that looks like as a kid. Uh, you knew what it was like to not only grow up in a multicultural family, but also to experience that abroad. Um, you know, not every kid gets to grow up and go to a boarding school, right? Like as an early childhood experience. And when you say boarding school, like you live there, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was a whole thing. That's can correct. you talk, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, some of the people connections that you've made along your journey that sort of, um, now is your heartbeat in a lot of ways. And I think that, you know, as people understand that a little bit, they'll, they can understand the impact. Uh, and, and she's being really modest y'all when she says over a thousand people, I want y'all to hear that a week, <laughs> not just total, like every single week. And as a matter of fact, during the pandemic, and I'm sure she's going to get into it, you know, it's it wasn't that many, and then it went to that, and now you've redefined how you do business based on adversity. Bring us through and give us some examples, and we've been talking about team dynamics, Lori. How has working with all these different personalities and different kinds of people, different walks of life, I don't think you have a judgmental bone in your body, um, and it's because of how your, your upbringing informed that. Can you give us some insight into that a little bit? Sure. So, you know, my dream was always simple. It was to um, it was to do life and ministry with people that I loved and um, to improve the quality of life of those around me. And so <clears throat> our little town uh, did not have uh, a resident nonprofit that served those in crisis. We had to go to another town. Uh, to be able to get services. Um, so I just felt called to start Reflections of Trinity 19 years ago. And we started um, with a business model, a thrift store, because I wanted to be sustainable. I didn't want to have to, to beg for my sustainability. Uh, so we use social enterprise uh, to make sure that the bills and the overhead could be paid. And as we expanded, we expanded that model uh, from a brick-and-mortar thrift store to an e-commerce platform. I've been selling now on eBay for 17 of those 19 years. So I'm an eBay OG. And uh, we also sell across many other e-commerce platforms. 
And then uh, our the third business that we started was a salvage business. So we have multiple streams of income uh, for our nonprofit um, that takes care of sustainability. So we can honestly say uh, that any donation that comes into Reflections of Trinity is 100% spent on programs um, because our sustainability is taken care of by our sweat equity. So that's a little bit of the, uh, the business side of things. Um, the ministry side of things <clears throat> is um, serving those in crisis and helping to improve their quality of life. Um, the first few years, uh, we provided clothing and furniture and housewares. <clears throat> and then about 10 years ago, we were approached uh, by some folks um, that said, thank you so much for what you do, but do you have food? And we said, no, but we can point you to these ministries um, in our region that can help you with food. And their response was, they don't open on a Saturday. So that caused me to kind of sit back and say, hmm, the working poor is the majority of the folks that we serve and the working poor work. So they're not really available to come to a food pantry on Tuesday at 2 p.m. because they're at work. However, Saturday is the most inconvenient day of the week for uh, most Christians, because it's the one day that we have to get anything done. We're in church on Sunday, uh, and back then it was Sunday morning and Sunday night, and um, we work all week, so Saturday is the only day for us to get things done. But Saturday was the only day that people that needed food uh, could come. So <clears throat> we made a decision to sacrifice our Saturdays, and um, and I'm really condensing the story, but we started uh, 10 years ago with 33 families. Um, it was a step of faith, um, a true step of faith, because what I did was um, I turned our highest grossing real estate for our thrift store, our furniture area, into our food pantry. Um, it was, it was a step of faith because I knew that God was calling us to do it. And uh, 33 families has, is now well over 1,000 families a week. We have three major programs. We have a uh, public distribution on Saturdays. Um, on Tuesdays, we have a delivery service that delivers food to eight different senior communities. They're all HUD housing for seniors over 65. Uh, these seniors lack transportation. Some of them are housebound. Um, and then on Thursdays, uh, we've adopted a school in Clayton County uh, that I actually met the principal right here on Clubhouse in your room. <laughs> and uh, she's a principal of a Title I school in Clayton County, 100% uh, free and reduced lunch. And uh, we provide uh, weekend food for um, 300 of her most at-risk students. Um, and the update to that is that our city then now has approached us for this coming school year, starting in August. We will go from one school to four schools. Uh, so 
uh, we will have increased uh, the number of students to well over a thousand just students. So that's Listen, perfect. <laughs> I, I, I got to give you a shout out right here. Listen, Lori, one of the things that I need people to hear is that when you show up and you add value, um, you're going to attract, right? People are going to continue to come. So you're never going to be, um, there's never going to be a shortage of the need. But you've also perfected the ability to meet that need head on. I wrote this word down. You said it several times, and that is sustainability. You've built a model that is sustainable. Can you talk a little bit about the team dynamics that are in play on the producing side of the equation. So clearly you're able to feed and, and clothe and all of these, you know, literally thousands of people a week. That's daunting. But there's a workforce that you need in order to be able to do that. And I know that probably close to 100% of that workforce for you is, is quite frankly, a volunteer-based uh, workforce. How in the world are you able to get volunteers to, and, and you said something to me, and I got to put this out here, Lori, because it messed my head up. You said, we're never on a shortage for volunteers. That's not a normal statement. There are organizations like yours around the globe that, quite frankly, many of them are hearing you right now. And they're saying, how is that possible? And so if you can break that down a little bit, because you've perfected this idea of team dynamics and, it, and you've been doing it for a minute. So clearly you're doing something that's working. Can you break that down a little bit? And how do you rally so many people? Are there some things that you're doing particularly? Is it just all organic? Is it all a God thing? Like, give us some some tangible things to work with here. I think people are attracted to environments and culture um, where they feel loved and where they feel like they belong, truly. Um, <clears throat> and I think I have been blessed with a team of people that know how to do that. Um, they know how to make sure that folks feel like they, they belong and that they are loved and cared for. Um, once somebody feels cared for, uh, they keep coming back. You know, it's it's a pretty simple thing. It's it's all in the way that you see people. You know, Sherry earlier talked about, do you see me? And I think if you um, focus not just on your your employees, but your volunteers, anybody really that you come in contact with, I, we we feel the same way about our our clients. You know, we want to make sure that they feel seen. Do you see me or am I just another number? You know, uh, we take the time to say good morning. We take the time that if we see you more than three times, we know your name. Doesn't matter if you're a volunteer, if you're a client, it doesn't matter. Um, and when you see people, uh, because there are so many people that don't see people, <laughs> you tend to stand out in a crowd. And that's something that we focus on. You know, whenever we huddle together um, to pray before the beginning of the day, I, I have a statement that I have said for the entire 19 years, and that is that the banner over us is love. The banner over us is love. And at the end of the day, that is what we're here to do. Food is nothing more than a tool. 
We are here to make sure that people know that they matter, that they're loved, and that they're cared for. And when we were a high-touch environment, and we're very quickly getting back to that high-touch environment, I had one volunteer, Glenn, that for the entire time before COVID, her sole job was to hug people. That's it. She was an older lady. She's, she was in her 70s. Her name was Mama Neal. She's famous in these parts. And... Um, the only thing that mama did was she stood at the door and as people were coming in, she said, hello, asked them if it was okay. hug." And then as I can tell you story after story after story of people who said no on the first go round and all she would do is smile. She's a tiny little lady. I don't even think she's five foot, <laughs> tiny little thing. And she would just say, okay, and she would ask them their name. She would say, is there anything I can pray uh, with you for? And it didn't matter how they responded. She would respond with love because the banner over us is love. And by the third visit, they were hugging, they were crying. And I can't tell you how many of our clients would say, I just come for the hugs. So um, if you have that culture of inclusiveness and genuine, it has to be authentic because <laughs> people will smell fake in a minute. If you authentically care about people, they're going to keep coming back. Listen, I'm writing it down now that it has to be real. It has to be. It has to be real, Lori. It has to be. You know, you just got finished uh, articulating the premise of the book, The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Mm -hmm. If there's anybody that has never read that book, it's a marketing book, and I encourage you to go get it. No, I'm not an affiliate. No, I don't have a special link. I just need you to go get that book and consume it. Because Lori just gave you a picture of what that looks like. Imagine you're going down a country road, and his was funny, coming to where, you know, these parts, as you would say, is a rural experience for, 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 for where Lori is in, in the state of Georgia. And uh, when you're driving down a country road, every now and then you may pass a farm that has, you know, livestock. And uh, imagine you going through a country farm road and all of a sudden there's cows grazing in this pasture, but then one of them is purple. And you're like, wait a minute. Oh, hold. Like you've seen cows, but you've never seen a purple cow. And really what that depicts is this idea of standing out, this idea of separation. Lori, you guys, Reflections of Trinity is the purple cow of nonprofits. You guys stand out in a way that's just extremely unique. When you talk about this idea of a step of faith, I noticed you didn't say a leap of faith. And I'm a words person. I hear what people say. And one of the things that I recognize, and I think about Dr. King talking about, you know, just seeing the next step. If you can just see the next step, you'll eventually get to where you're going. As we wrap up this segment, talk to us about reflections, where you've, you, you told us where you were, you, you told us what you've been up to, where are y'all going? 
Where, where are you going ultimately, and how do you continue this legacy? So um, what I have been praying about and what's on my dream board is to have a, um, a converted bus into a mobile pantry that I want to take into the rural areas of Georgia where they don't have access to a food pantry like ours so that we can take love on the road. <laughs> I want to go into the little towns um, and connect with the church or the town hall or the, 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 the city hall and have one day where they know that we're going to be there from this time to this time and that they can come and they can get a box of food and they can be loved um, we already have the volunteers that have signed up for it. Now we just have to buy the bus and uh, get that going. So we want to take the, the, the show on the road and get to the people that can't get to us. Uh, right now we have um, folks coming to us from 32 different counties in Georgia. That is crazy. Like, what in the world? <laughs> There's five um, counties that... Uh, that we have folks coming from predominantly. But when we run our demographics, uh, the driver's licenses that are shown as proof of identity come from 32 different counties. Um, but we need to take the show on the road. So that's where we're going. Uh, we are going into the highways and the byways to those that can't get to us, that don't have the resources, that are hungry. And uh, we're going to feel the need there. And we're going to love them. So Listen, <laughs> you messed me up when you said you had me when you said you're going to take love on the road. As a person whose love language is words of affirmation, I feel love this morning. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Lori, for those people who are listening to you, how can they help? Uh, what are some ways that they can help be a part of the solution? So our website is uh, reflectionsoftrinity.org. That's reflections with an S of trinity.org. Um, go ahead and uh, click on our website <clears throat> and get to know us a little bit. And um, we would appreciate any donation that you want to give towards um, our dream and our food, our food pantry. Uh, if you're in Atlanta, come and serve with us. You know, <laughs> we always love having volunteers and, um, Reflections of Trinity is located, as uh, Glenn said, in Powder Springs. And uh, you can shoot me a DM if you're on Clubhouse. Uh, we would love to serve with you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my sister, <laughs> <laughs> I love this woman between her toes. Ain't nothing she can do about it. And all six of her kids, you understand? Like, it's a whole thing. Listen. Lori Wong, we love you. We appreciate you. Reflections of Trinity truly is a beacon of light in the community. And I need us to support. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor. Go to her website. Google her. I promise you, you're going to find all good things. This is as solid ground as it gets. And uh, what she doesn't know, well, she does know this. Uh, we're, we're planning on adopting reflections in a very real way here very soon. And uh, we want to help you guys continue to push uh, the banner of uh, taking love uh, on the road. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Y'all, listen, let, what else is there to say? I could talk to you for hours, Lori. We've done that before. Uh, but for the sake of time, I just want to say thank you, my friend. 
I appreciate what you do. Uh, every time you show up, God is pleased. And uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. And thank you for having me. Love you and Sherry again. So proud of you. You guys are doing so good. So <laughs> God is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Lori Wong. Uh, CEO, founder, president of Reflections of Trinity. They're doing some amazing things. Y'all get at them. Here's what I know. We're going to pull up next week with another amazing story, I promise you. And I'll say at the beginning that I'm super excited. I I can promise you on the front end. I'm going to say that. Uh, But y'all be good, and we'll see you back again. Um, Here's what we know to be true. You can't get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. We'll see y'all next week. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.